This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Let's Talk Arsenal series, our twice weekly show on a Tuesday and a Friday at 5 pm. And our Friday show is our QA session. It is our period in which I'm going to go through all of the questions that you throw at me during shows to where they have no context or meaning. I could be talk, doing a show all about Tap Sober and suddenly be asked questions about Buendia. And usually I try and avoid those. But that's why I leave them for this Friday show so you guys can bombard me with all the questions you like surrounding Arsenal right now, be it about the football, be it about what's going on on social media, whatever. You just get to throw your questions at me and obviously you get into a debate with everyone else into the chat box. And it's a very nice place to be. Um, so we'll kick the show off, of course, as we always like to do. We'll be giving a shout out to our Let's Talk Arsenal sponsors. Let me just throw them up on the screen for you. Uh, it is, of course, Football Prizes who sponsor Let's Talk Arsenal every single month. And this week's Football Prize is a signed Emil Smith Rowe shirt with a certificate of authenticity, as always. It's signed, it's framed, it even lights up. So it'll look pretty darn good. Now, there are four tickets. I mean, let me refresh this because they may have gone already and I don't want to give you misinformation. Oh, they have gone. See, I already have. It's sold out. It's done. You cannot buy any more tickets for this price. It is over. Uh, it is finished. Now, I've just realized I've got the wrong background lighting. There we go. That's much better. Um and these prizes run every single week uh, from FP, and uh, they start basically at 8.30. To, well, the next one will be at 7.30, and then the prizes, whoever wins it, basically is revealed on Facebook at 8.30 on the Football Prizes Facebook page. There is another way, though, that you can get a ticket for this competition if you are one of our members in our Discord server, so you being an expert member or a TGT ambassador, and you've put your number into the relevant channel on our Discord server halfway through today's show, I will be revealing which one of our members has won the free entry into the competition. So good luck to you. We will come on to that a little bit later on in today's show, but I want to kick off the show talking about Pep. Guardiola. Now, you may have or may not have seen this quote from Pep Guardiola today that has come out. He did an interview, and in that interview, uh, he mentioned and talked about Arsenal 
in which he said the following words, which, of course, are the title of today's video. I love the fact that nothing is for granted. In two or three weeks, I said, oh, my God, next season, Liverpool is back. United is stronger every season. And Arsenal is making a step forward, and they will invest. Now, this has obviously got the Arsenal fan base a little bit buzzing right now, hearing those words from someone that we know is very close to Mikel Arteta. The pair work together at Manchester City and are in constant contact from what we are aware. Arteta has told us that they stay in very much contact with one another, and they would have done. And so whether or not Mr. Pep has let something slip, we'll have to wait and see. But that is obviously a positive thing to hear. It could be a load of rubbish, but we'll have to wait and see as the weeks come forward. And we will be keeping you up to date with all of the latest Arsenal transfer information with our 8am morning shows and, of course, our tactical breakdowns. We did one earlier on today on Edmund Tapsoba, the Bayer Leverkusen defender who we were linked with. We've got one coming out tomorrow on Ruben Neves, so make sure you tune in for that one. And we'll have plenty more throughout the summer covering all of Arsenal's transfer targets in immense detail so without further ado let's get your guys comments and kick off today's q a session and let's start with matt g who says until the cronkies start spending i'm not going to believe anything which is completely fair enough matt and i am very much inclined to encourage everybody to act in the very much the same way do not get your hopes up I personally am feeling pretty okay about the transfer window. I think it's going to be fine. I don't think you need to worry about anything in particular. But it is Arsenal, and we know what can happen. We can have very disappointing Petacek-style windows, and we can have very exciting Tierney, Pepe, etc. style windows, or Pepe, not Pepe, but it's Partey and Gabriel-style windows in which we feel like maybe if we'd gone that little bit extra, we could have been really something special last season, but we didn't. And hopefully they have learned from that this season. Oh, Owen Young's in the chat saying, hi. Yes, great. It's been a while since that's come through. Thanks for that, mate. After all I've done for you, I got you a message from Alan Smith himself. And this, this is how you repay me. A first time caller, long time listener, he says, who was uh, <laughs> who was your favorite guest slash show this season? It wasn't me, wasn't it? No, seriously, though, which one was your favourite? Um, good question, Owen, and thank you. Always good to have you in the chat, son, and we will be getting you on the show very soon. Don't worry. Um, what was my favourite show this season? I mean, I love talking to Clive, to be honest. I mean, every time I chat with Clive, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, one, because the voice is like butter, as you very much know, and he's just very knowledgeable about football, and I can have he's pretty much on the same level as me and how we think about things regarding football. So I, I always enjoy having Clive on the show. Um, obviously, this lot, I'm trying to remember this whole year. We spoke to Amy Lawrence this year about her new book, The Invincibles, which I have somewhere. Uh, it, it is. It's right here. Hold on. I've got it. Bear with. We talked to Amy Lawrence about her book, 89, which was fantastic, fantastic piece of work. Um, really, I mean, I bought the audio book and then let Alan Davies basically read it to me, which was fantastic. But you can go and find that really good book about, obviously, it's Thomas charging through the midfield and <laughs> some really good stuff in the book, obviously, and a really good tribute to all the people that obviously lost their lives uh, in the Hillsborough disaster as well. And that's covered excellently in there by Amy. Uh, so make sure you give that a read. Uh, this is not Alex says, what are your thoughts on Arsene Wenger's book? I mean, that is also somewhere... Um, it's right here. 
Arsene Wenger's book, and it's signed by the man himself as well. So, uh, yes, very good. I also, I like buying books for the collection side of things, and then I buy the audio book usually on Audible and get them to read it to me. <laughs> so, just sitting there in bed with my headphones in, Arsene Wenger's reading me a bedtime story. That's great. So, yeah, um, <laughs> I'm loving these questions. Though. These are nice. It's taken our mind away from transfers at times. Fantastic stuff. Really enjoy that. Um, speaking of which, Canav says, who are your top priorities for Arsenal to sign this summer? Love your show from Canada. Watching your show in school's lunch break. Well, thank you, Canav, for tuning in. I hope things are good and well over there. I'm making sure I'm tuning into a lot of Canadian football or soccer, of course, looking into Jonathan David and Alfonso Davies. And, of course... My pal, Theo Corbineau, who joined us uh, for one of our little tributes to the TGT Ambassadors, if you didn't check that out. And Ralph Prizo, of course, helped out from Toronto FC. I'm just in with the Canadian football. But who is my priorities in regards to Arsenal signing this summer? Buendia is at the top of my list, followed very closely by Max Ahrens. And then... Uh, Ives Basuma, Yves I get very, I get, a lot of people are very annoyed at me for pronouncing Yves Basuma's name incorrectly. It is apparently Yves, there's no Ives, it's just Yves Basuma. Um, so those three, as I've put in the thumbnail, if we're talking about Arsenal Summer, are certainly who I'd like to see Arsenal go out and sign. I think they improve all of those positions and make us a much, much better team. Uh, Indonil says, Tom, who is your greatest Arsenal manager in your opinion? Of Arsene Wenger. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind. Arsene Wenger won the most things. Just, yeah, just great manager. He did leave too late. Should have left a bit sooner. It tarnished a little bit of his legacy. But no, uh, Arsene Wenger all day long. All day long. Daniel Roberts says, Tom, what's your favourite gin? <laughs> This is getting weird now. Um, uh, Brew Dogs, Lone Wolf, Cloudy Lemon is is probably my favourite gin, Dan. So I hope that answers your question. Uh, Azraf says, Tom, who is your favourite Arsenal Invincibles player? Uh, Gilberto Silva. I've got a shirt with him on the back. The most unsung hero of all of the Invincibles. Just did his job. Absolute beast of a player. And yeah, without him, I don't think we go on to, to, to basically complete the Invincibles that season. So... Yeah, 100%. Um, Gilberto Silva. All the way. Um, Todd Brinton says, uh, hi, Owen. Uh, thanks for the welcome. Tom, big fan. <laughs> Who's made this? <laughs> With all this talk of finding a midfielder uh, to partner Partey, what do their primary skill sets need to be to complement? Now, I can't tell if someone's made an account called Tom Todd Brinton. <laughs> If you have props to your ingenuity, if that is actually your name, you have fall, you have absolutely stumbled into the biggest coincidence of your life. Um, Owen's going to love that. <laughs> um, anyway, who, what, what are the characteristics of a player that needs to be able to complement Partey? Um, I think, obviously, we want to see someone that's more mobile than Granite Xhaka. They need to be a solid passer. I also think they need to be disciplined. They need to give Partey the security that he needs to express himself so much more. If you think about it, Partey this season, I feel, has been really trying too hard to do too many jobs. I think he needs someone that's going to sit behind him, give him that security. He can then go off and express himself, play those passes that we like. Remember the pass he played against Sheffield United for Lacazette? Those style of passes that do find his man in really advantageous positions. I think, personally, that's the style of player that we need next to him. That's why I like Basuma. 
think someone that's more mobile but still disciplined to sit behind Thomas Partey and give him that freedom. I think that's very much it. It could be, yeah, it could be Mike. It could very much be Mike. Um, but Owen says he's not taking credit for this. He's not that creative, which I, I do believe very much so. Harvey, up the likes. Thank you ever so much for the support, mate. As always, uh, Richard Richards. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, you're getting very ingenuity with your with your, two, your names now. Tom, can you think of an experienced ball-playing pacey centre-back who is realistic for Arsenal? Obviously, realistic is it's a, it's a moving term, isn't it, when you think about what is realistic for Arsenal because we don't know how much money they're going to have. Top end, you're looking at someone like Tapsoba. The further you go down, you look at the likes of like Paul Torres, of Villarreal, I like very, very much. Um, Joachim Anderson, uh, Tosin Adarabio, whose name I now am pronouncing as, as best I possibly can be. Um, but yeah, I think there are options out there um, that Arsenal can go for in ranging for, of different levels of, of price and realism, of course. Uh, we've got a super chat coming that I can't actually now find. Where is it? Here we go. Vegas Gunner. Hey, Tom. And thank you ever so much for the support, as always. Uh, hey, Tom. How much do you think we'll get for Genduzi and Torreira combined? Have their values lowered because of what they have both said? Uh, yes, is the answer to the second question. Yes, they definitely have lowered their values. I think you'll struggle to get anything more than 10 for, for Lucas Torreira. I really do. Um, if, if he goes to... I mean, he's not going to be going to Boca for a fee. That's for sure. Boca Juniors really, I don't think, can afford to pay a significant fee for Lucas Torreira, and it would be a loan. I still think it probably will be a loan anyway this summer. Genduzzi, I think, will leave on a permanent deal. Hopefully, we can get a decent fee from him uh, from Marseille, is where very much he looks like he's going. I think for the pair, if you could get 20 million for the pair based upon what's happened, um, I wouldn't be too disheartened by that. But I mean, Genduzzi was a was a £40 million prospect at one point. And just because of everything that's happened, a lot of that I put on him more than Arteta. I think Arteta was well within his rights to, to banish him, basically. Um, but it has cost us a lot of money. Um, but, you know, sometimes you've got to do what you've got to do in these situations. Uh, Sahil says, Tom, in the video with Clive, you said, I am not worried about the window. Why are you so calm in this storm? Any meditation apps you can suggest? Uh, meditation apps, no, don't listen to them. Um, I don't know. I mean, stuff for your mental health is great, and it's something that I'm happy to talk about. I quit teaching to improve my mental health because teaching was one of the worst jobs ever. Um, it probably was a lot down to the school that I was at rather than the actual job, and teaching the kids was great. Um, but every, be, I always say teaching is wonderful. Being a teacher, wherever I was, was absolutely S-H-I-T. Um, <laughs> still avoiding trying to swear as much as possible. Classic teacher. Um, but yeah, no, meditation, if you want, if that's your thing, go for it. But in regards to why I'm so calm about the transfer window, I don't, I, I don't try to like get too angry about stuff these days. I've never been down that route of getting angry, shouting at a camera, after games, I have sometimes. That's what I got more passionate about is, is actual, the actual football on the pitch because it's something tangible that I can watch and react to and, and engage with. Transfers is just all speculation. I might get angry at the end of the window if we haven't done anything, but um, there's no point getting annoyed about something that hasn't happened yet. We've got a long, long time left in this window, and I just think that 
There's no point getting angry about this window. You can get frustrated. Of course we get frustrated. We're Arsenal fans. It's all we do is get frustrated about transfers. But there's no point getting worried about something that hasn't happened yet. I treat life like that. I am petrified of the dentist, but I'm not going to worry about going to the dentist until the day it happens. Why would I build myself up full of anxiety about something that isn't happening for a few days? Let me enjoy my life for the few days, and then I can crack myself when I have to go and do whatever it is. So I'll, I'll worry... When there's a week to go and we are yet still to do a lot of business, that's when I worry. It's May. I'm not going to get angry or frustrated or apprehensive about the window. I'm excited about the transfer window. I love the transfer window. It's chaotic. It's fun. It's it's the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen. Allegri going back to Juve. I really thought he was going to end up at Real Madrid. Stuff like that happening is just great. Seeing different transfer moves Go, I mean, I got excited about Blooming Romalio going to PSV from Red Bull Salzburg. I love the transfer window, just seeing interesting moves take place. It's a lot better when Arsenal do their job properly, but, you know, I just enjoy it. I just try to enjoy the transfer window for what it is, which is ultimately an absolute chaotic mess. Uh, <laughs> that's what the transfer window is. Uh, there's loads of questions coming in, guys. I am going to try and get through as many as I can. I know I am lengthening these answers. I am here for an hour with you all till six o'clock. So keep throwing in your questions. Obviously, don't spam the chat, but keep trying with your questions and I'll get through as many of them as I can. Social says, Tom, do you think Donnarumma to Barca is a good move for him? They reckon he will be the number two. See, this is what I'm talking about in regards to absolutely mental moves. I, I this, Today is my day off of work. Friday is the only day I get off from writing. Um, so I don't see stuff happening. Um, and when you think <laughs> I haven't even seen that Donnarumma is likely to go to, to Barcelona, if that is the case, then Barcelona are, are pulling some mad free transfers so far. If that's Donnarumma, that goes on top of Memphis Depay, it goes on top of um Eric Garcia, Sergio Aguero, Jeannie Wynaldum, and the, to add Donnarumma to that is amazing, amazing business. But I'm I've typed him into Twitter and I'm not seeing that much maybe i'm missing something um but i can't see who's tweeted it zach zach lowry who is the co-creator of something uh get french football news stuff like that he says milan is no longer waiting for donnarumma mike Mannion. no I've, i can't see anything about it at the moment so unless i've completely missed it i can't see anything about barcelona um and donnarumma so far but if that is true then fair play because that's a, that's a good bit of business for, for Barcelona once again. Crazy stuff. But another super chat coming. Let me just try and find it amongst the soup uh, of, of mess. Jesus Christ. I'm scrolling down. I'm struggling to find these. Uh, Unique, who is a fantastic long-time listener of the channel. Good to have you back here, mate. He says, Tom, we have been blessed with wingers. Marwood, Rocastle, Groves, Limpar, Parlo, Jumberg, Perez. Who would be your all-time two wingers? It's a great question. I mean, in their pro- obviously we're talking about prime, and the problem is for Arsenal is that Arsenal have always been blessed with a lot of left wingers in their prime, and I love Robert Perez, and I loved Alexis Sanchez, absolutely loved him. It's a close one to pick. Of Rocastle himself is, I mean, Rocastle could play anywhere in the forward. Like, just he's such an elegant player. Uh, God rest his soul. He was such a good player. From someone that never got to really watch him live, because obviously he was before my time, but going back and watching clips of David Rocastle and seeing how good he was. I mean, you, there's no, you can see why he was described as a Brazilian in an England shirt, because he was just so good on the ball. 
Um, so it's tough not to put. I love Robert Perez, though. I probably would pick him. And I loved Alexis Sanchez because there's obviously a younger fan who grew up watching um, obviously the Invincibles in my younger years and then very difficult period. Alexis Sanchez was like a little bit of hope for me. He was like, he encapsulated an Arsenal that I wanted, full of tenacity and fight and drive and just pure world-class quality. Absolutely gutted when we lost him. And obviously I, I was I had a, held a lot of resentment towards him for going to Man United and wanting to move. And obviously he regretted that move and wished he'd never left. But yeah, maybe Perez and, and Alexis Sanchez, but Rowcastle... Um, what a footballer. What what an unbelievable footballer he was. Um, let's scroll down and get let's check that no one's spamming my chat as well. Uh please don't spam my chat. If I'm missing your questions, just give it a, a minute or two and then put your question again. Don't don't spam it because people obviously want to have their turn and people are being very patient. Um, let's go to oh thank you, Ivan. Much appreciated, mate. Uh Canon says, Tom, would you rather Awar at 25 million and Brandt at 18 million over Buendia at 40 million? And do we stick then with Lacazette or Twist? I mean, I don't think we need two players like Brandt and Awar. I, I rate Buendia over both of them, so I'd rather Buendia. Um, but I mean, if you're if you can get Awar and Brandt, there's two good players. Um, they are good. I, I have a lot of my reservations about Awar, but I'm not denying he's a good player. Um, but I like Buendia a lot, so I would lean probably towards the Argentine in that scenario. And I think we probably stick with Lacazette. Give me your extension, uh, and then next summer we've we've had a season of seeing Balogun hopefully get some minutes in the first team. We've invested in midfield and right back and attacking midfield and left back and goalkeeper. Um, and then we can maybe push for a striker when we know a little bit more about what's going on with him and Aubameyang. So I'd probably keep him with a year extension to protect his situation and his value uh, and then invest in those other areas of the pitch. Because I think Lacazette's actually been decent, especially in the second half of the season. First half of the season, if he finishes chances, we may have been in a very different position. I also don't think he's been given many chances um, because of how we've played. So, so there you go. Um, uh, Sam Trester, yeah, uh, over Mars is obviously uh, a fantastic player. Uh, thank you, Social, for DMing me the link. Let me just have a check on that because I am interested very much so uh, about possibilities of Donnarumma going to Barcelona. Uh, oh, here we go. It was fab. Uh, Barcelona would decide soon whether Donnarumma or not. Juventus are interested. Obviously, they have Testagen. I mean, if Testagen becomes available, do it all day long. Absolutely. I know he's injured right now. If Arsenal ever had a chance to go in for Mark andre Testagen, then yeah, go for Testagen 100%. Absolutely brilliant goalkeeper. Uh, Yo-Yo says, favourite football slash sports film and least favourite? Uh, you know, I, I'm not that into kind of football films. I love it. I mean, I, the only ones I really watch are the Arsenal ones. I love the 89 documentary. Amazing piece of just the, the way they use the old clips with the interviews, I mean, props to Amy Lawrence for, for putting that together with obviously the help of a lot of other people. Um, but yeah, I love that. I love the Invincibles uh, movie. But yeah, in terms of like football movies, like fictional ones, I'm really not that into them. Um, I watched like Bend It Like Beckham and wasn't, it wasn't that great. Um, obviously, the goal films are a little bit before my kind of time. Um, but yeah, I, but I wasn't really, you know, I've never really watched them. And I haven't seen the new um, Jason Sudeikis uh, film. I haven't seen that yet. So yeah, I'm just not, it's not my sort of thing. 
Uh, Vignesh says Sunderland till I die season one is class. You know, I did watch that because obviously my other half is a big Charlton fan and I was at the playoff final in which... Uh, Charlton beat them obviously Arsenal weren't playing and their family a big Charlton fans so we got tickets and I went to that mainly to watch Christian Bielik and he got a man of the match performance obviously Naby Sarr who was their centre-back scored an own goal quite comedically in the first few minutes and then they came back um, and scored twice but that was a great day um, a really really great day um, to do that so <laughs> Owen says let's do a goal watch along um, I mean copyright Owen <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do that. But yeah, please don't spam my chats. I time people out. If you spam my chats, please don't. Um, let's see. JD says, there are rumors that PSG are looking to sign Hakimi. Does that mean there'll be no takers for Bellerin since there's no other team in for him? Uh, also, Betis don't have the money. That's not true, JD. Betis do have the money. Um, they have more money than you think. Uh, they weirdly pop up with signings. And I think they'll make some sales as well. Like Fakir, I think he'll go. I think they'll maybe even lose the likes of Guido Rodriguez. They've got players that they can sell. Emerson, they're going to get some money for as well. So don't worry about Betis not having any money. Uh, Brandon Felix says, if Arteta isn't going to invest in the youngsters, we should sell them while their value is high. Zachary Millsmith-Rowe, Martinelli and Willock, we should be able to make... What? Are you mad? What do you mean not going to invest? He's been playing Saka and Millsmith-Rowe forever. He put loads of time into Willock at the start of the season. He didn't particularly get much from Willock, but he put a lot of time into him. And Martinelli, of course, is coming off the bench more recently. Obviously, he's kind of the, the fulcrum of the criticism that goes towards Arteta about using the youth. But I think that's a, 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 a quite an overblown criticism of Arteta. I think, look how much he uses Saka and he uses uh, Smith. I mean, Gabriel's 22. Tierney's 23. Like, I, I, don't, I think this is a bit of a myth, to be honest. Um, I really think it is. Uh, Majid says, uh, what do you think of Ivan Tony to replace Laka? Again, I, I'm not his, I'm not like really that hyped on Ivan Tony. Um, I watched him a few times and I get he scored a lot, a lot of goals. I just don't get the feels, you know, if you don't get the feels, you don't have the feels and I don't get the feels. Uh, about Ivan Tony, I really don't. Um, no, thank you. Um, Sahil says, Tom, what do you think of Tammy Abraham as a Lacazette replacement? Uh, if we sell Lacazette, lots of in lots of kind of energy going there about replacements for um, Lacazette. Uh, Tammy Abraham, I wouldn't personally go for. For me, when you're looking at when you want to obviously improve and close the gap with the clubs above us to do that you need to buy players that are going to get into those teams not players that are surplus to requirements at those teams we've gone out and bought Welbecks and Louises and Cedrics and Czech like they're surplus at these clubs and I want to buy players from Premier League teams that are first of all starting are their and they're their best assets and second of all would get into those top six teams so that we can then close the gap. Um, that that's what I want to see. That that's what I want to see Arsenal do. That's how we close the gap. Gaia Sid uh, says, "What do you think about Pedro Porro? Obviously, he's a Manchester City player. He spent a couple of seasons at Girona and then Sporting Lisbon. Been very good there for them this season. One of their better players, in fact. Um, I like him a lot. It's a risk." involved in that because he's still quite young and he's only played abroad but it's the same for other players but I think I'd rather someone like Max Aarons uh he's very small and technical as well he doesn't bring you that physicality that the likes of Emerson would 
Um, but he's he's certainly someone that I rate, but he would be a bit of a risk. Definitely so. Romario says, need to see a top signing um, in the advanced stage before the Euros. I definitely agree with you. I'd like to see Arsenal get some business done before the Euros start. Uh, Nicholas says, Vlahovic is quality. I would love him at Arsenal. I haven't watched too much of Fiorentina, if at all, this season, so I don't know. I know there's very, very, he's a very hyped player, uh, Vlahovic, but I haven't seen any of him. Uh, social. Now, this is, I, I'm glad someone has asked this. I've always wanted, I always like talking about other YouTubers um, and, and other channels. I don't watch a lot of Arsenal uh, and I don't watch a lot of football because, and I, there's a reason for that. The reason why I don't watch, like, I'm not, I don't watch, um, I tune into a lot of friends' channels um, to just see, like, how they're getting on and if they've recommended something. But it's mainly to do with time. Um, I, I talk about Arsenal all day long. I write about football all day long. And sometimes it is good to have an escape. Um, I really like genuinely, it's really good to have an escape and just watch other stuff not related to football, uh, spend time with your family. And Arsenal is an absolute killer. Arsenal is an absolute killer of a club for your mental health, it really is. And so that's why you should have escapes. My escapes when I watch, um, <laughs> Owen, yes, I watch the Gunas podcast, which is awesome, of course. When you actually turn up, Owen, that's that's when I watch. Uh, <laughs> and the shade. Uh, but when I'm watching outside of uh, the moment, I, I mean, my favorite YouTuber is a YouTuber called Soviet Womble. If you've ever watched his content, he's one of the funniest YouTubers I've ever, ever seen. His content is unbelievably well edited. And the subtitles that go with it are just brilliant. Um, the comedy value of it is crazy. There is some questionable stuff, which I don't advocate, but that there is a lot of things in there that I just honestly are brilliant. <laughs> I have a feeling that there's some people watching this video and they know who they are. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, I'll tell who... <laughs> <laughs> tell on you sam chester says i have decoded pep's message we are getting the belgian smith row uh alan matthews says what you think of eduard from celtic we are linked with him uh in january uh obviously very uh similar thing to ivan tony I'm not that keen on signing young strikers this um, this window because I want to see what happens with Balogun. I think that Lacazette will be fine for another season along with Aubameyang. We've also got the situation with Martinelli. Can he play striker? I don't think he can. I think he's been more out to the left-hand side. But for me, I just, I, I'm not that keen on going for strikers. I also think there may be more options for us next summer. I think there's a, quite a lot of restrictions around the players that we're linked to or that are out there in that position. I think maybe waiting a year would open up more opportunities for us. We may even be in the Champions League or somewhere next season that we can go and get someone even better than we might have been able to get this year. So I'm kind of on pause uh, about that one. I'm just paused on that side of things. Anyway, let's uh, let's go and find out as we are at the halfway point of the show. Uh, we have still got half an hour left, so make sure you stick around and make sure you're dropping a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here. Uh, anyway, let's go and find out which one of the members has won our free ticket uh, into the Emil Smith-Rowe signed shirts. Obviously, we are sponsored by Football Prizes, who release an Arsenal-based competition every single week. This week, it was a signed Emil Smith-Rowe home shirt, which is signed and framed 
and you can put it up on your wall. We've given away, or rather they have, uh, loads of uh, amazing prizes. Signed Bergkamp shirts, which our very own Jared Carver has won. Uh, we've got signed Tony Adams, Thierry Henry, Patrick Vieira. Lots of amazing shirts. But let's see who has won from the Discord server the uh, the free ticket. There are 24 entries. We're going to click this five times. And on the fifth go, the fifth number will win. One, two, three, four, and five. Number 20. Let's see who that is. That is Easy Isle Eds. That is Eds, our boy in the Discord server. Absolute legend. I'm actually absolutely thrilled that Ed's got this because he's had a very difficult year. I'm not going to go into details as to why, um, but he is one of the nicest blokes that you will ever meet. Um, and genuinely thrilled that Ed has won that one. So there you go. Uh, he is this week's winner. Please send him congratulations in the Discord server. What an amazing guy uh, Ed is. So fantastic stuff. Uh, send him some congratulations on the chat. Let me just reply to him in the Discord server. Congratulations, mate. There you go. Fantastic stuff. Uh, I will message you directly, Ed, and let you know which number you are, which I do already know. Um, let's go. Oh, Suresh Sai, who has become a member or upgraded his membership. Let me have a quick check. But absolutely welcome to the crew, mate. Members, let's bring the welcome cart in for Suresh. Welcome to the crew, mate. An absolute legend. Much appreciate the support as always. Let's just see what you have signed up to become in our group of absolute legends. You are a TGT expert member that you have upgraded to, which means that you get the privilege of joining our Discord server. So thank you ever so much, Suraj. I'll send you the link on the community tab straight after the show. Um, but there you go. Kind of says, how can I get started with football analysis? Um, there's lots of really good websites out there. I mean, I used to write a website called Outside of the Boot, which do some amazing stuff. Uh, you can watch our podcast. You can listen to TIFO Football. TIFO is great for analytical stuff. There's some great guys over there. They've helped me out with a couple of things as well. Um, just watch games. Uh, if, if you've got a bit of money uh, and you can afford to get Scout, it is very expensive. It's about 200 quid a year. Uh, which is something that the members obviously help pay for on the channel. Everything that the members contribute towards the channel goes straight back into making the, the channel as good as possible, like with green screens, microphones, cameras, access to Scout, all of that stuff. It is an expensive system, but it is amazing with the, with the kind of the access. You can click on any player in the whole world, find clips on them. It's, yeah, it's an unbelievably good system. Um, so, yeah, that's how I recommend getting into it. Listen to some scouting podcasts. Uh, Scouted football is very good. And also, uh, read this. This is a selfish plug. The Modern Footballer magazine. Uh, I feature in it. Drew features in it. Uh, you can read about this guy who is an amazing legend of the game. Um, oh, Jesus, that made the green screen go weird. But yeah, there's some amazing tactical stuff uh, in here. It's like really good kind of tactics-based stuff. Modern Footballer magazine. It's been put together by the people. I know that they divide opinion, and some of you aren't that keen on them, but it is put together by the people who do all of these websites that I know that you are very, very familiar with. So there's another tip if you want to get into football analysis. So there you go with that one. Um, let's uh, Jacob Zabo has also joined up as a member. You absolute legend. Thank you ever so much for tuning in as always and now supporting the channel too. If you have indeed joined our expert member level, then you'll be able to enter our Discord server as well. Make sure you give Jacob a big welcome, members, in the chat box as always because they're a great crew of people. Um Rossi HD says, how do I get into sports journalism? Great question. It's It took me a very long time. Obviously, I was a teacher for 
three and a half, four years um, before going into into sports journalism. It's tricky, Rossi. It is very, very difficult. And I mean, even for me, but only just going into I'm at like the bottom of the barrel, bottom of the ladder, first steps into the whole world of it. 101 Great Girls Who I Write For, amazing website, do some really good articles. And I hope that I've helped in my own way to give them some exclusive content, some different stuff as well. You've just got to, Rossi, basically you've got to stand out a little bit, be a little bit different, try and uh, bring your own style, your own fresh kind of look and style to things. But the most of all is you've got to work really bloody hard um and you've got to just keep pushing keep writing for for sites for for nothing i mean when i was teaching i was writing for websites like get spanish football news like uh football polls like uh, total football analysis uh, the outside of the boot uh uh did a bit for yammer i mean there's loads of stuff that we've written for three and in i mean i've worked for talk sport uh which i know divides opinion itself but it was with hugh Wizzy, so i was always happy to do that you just got to keep putting yourself out there, get involved with things, get your CV as good as it can be, get loads of experience, start a channel, start a blog, just try and get yourself as much experience as possible. And then once you've built up a load of stuff, email like crazy, email places. If you don't ask, you don't get. There is a lot in this world about who you know rather than what you know, but you don't. if you don't ask, you don't get. So if you want to get into it, of course, if you're still at school and you want to go into kind of the the stuff around uh, like journalism degrees. I haven't got a journalism degree. I did a geography degree, which I regret massively. And rather I'd done a, a journalism degree to have that qualification, which you can still do, um, but I've managed to get into it without it. So it is still possible, uh, but it's quite hard. So there you go. I hope that helps uh, with any of the questions you had on football journalism. So there you go. Uh, Kelvin Edwin says, can Arsenal win the Premier League next season? Um, of course we can. Anyone can win it. There's 20 teams. They all start on zero points. Um, you never know. But uh, I'm hoping the target for me is top four next season. We haven't got any European football. There's no distractions. Go in straight away and uh, and try and get it. Uh, Pratima says, uh, Milinkovic Savic from Lazio for our centre mid position. May if if that was... If there was anyone to get in that role, yes, all day long going at Milinkovic Savage. Unbelievable. I think he'll end up at Real Madrid. Um, but who knows? Who knows? Maggi says, sound like a lot of hard work, Tom. I assumed it was just tweeting stuff and having the word journalist in your bio. Yes. Just as you've probably seen some accounts on Twitter that have the word journalist uh, in their bio. It's just a lot of hard work. Um, yeah, and a lot of time, a lot of long nights, a lot of writing. I mean, since I mean, since I joined 101 in September, I've written 1,300 articles plus uh, in less than a year for them. So when you get into it, it's nonstop. It's crazy. It's a lot of news, um, but it's great. And I love it. And you get to talk about football and write about football all day long. So if you can get into it, do it. Cannot. I just, I can't recommend it enough. It's, it is very, very difficult. Uh, Joe Gifford uh, says, with Ceballos gone, Elneny likely the same and Xhaka also rumoured to be leaving. How many central midfielders do we need? Main objective is a parte partner like Basuma, but do we need another? Uh, I talked about this and I've been uploading some little short videos to Twitter and Instagram. We are on Instagram. You can find us at the Guna Talk over there and you can find us on Twitter at the Guna Talk TV. Um, but I, I didn't do one today because I was busy, but I've been doing like these little short videos, usually during my lunch break and putting a little two minute discussion video out to get people thinking and replying and discussion based. And I said, do Arsenal need to go out and get two kind of top 
level central midfielders if we are going to lose, say, Granite Xhaka or Willock or El Elneny, or we've already lost the BIOS. And I think the general consensus was it does depend on who is sold. If Xhaka does go, if Xhaka goes, I think we have to go and get two. If El Elneny goes, I think you can promote from within. I think he's a squad player. I think maybe you can give Aziz a chance. We have got Willock coming back. We have got other players coming back. We don't know who's going to be still here at the end of the season, at the end of the transfer window. So that's it's, it's a difficult question to ask now, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, Yubong says, uh, what do you think about signing someone like Adama Traore from Wolves? Brings unmatched energy and speed every single game. I mean, I think we've got that in Joe Willock. You look, I mean, he bodied Traore. If you haven't seen the video, it's amazing. But why go out and spend the money it's going to take to bring someone like him in when you've got an energetic strong player like Willock. I think that you've got someone in him. So promote from within in that area. I also think that he's very inconsistent, uh, is Traore, and that would kind of put me off it. Dumaguna says, don't forget Matt Smith. Yes, very true. Is that a very good season? There's plenty of young players out there that are doing very, very well. Uh, Cottrell uh, is playing in the young team. Catalin uh, Kershan, Kido Taylor-Hart. We've got lots of youngsters that can come up and make a breakout season next year. Um... Space Monkey says, I know you hate to discuss... I don't hate to discuss it. I don't hate it. Hate's a very strong word. Uh, but any wild guess on who the AFC Bell is? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't have a clue. I have absolutely no idea. I know some of their connections. I don't know who they are. Um, but, yeah, I have absolutely no idea. Um, and they, yeah, I mean, they've done a great job. Sometimes, if you want to get into that game, it's a very, very dangerous game to get into being an ITK. Um, trust me, um, from hearing stories, it's a very, very dangerous game. Uh, it's not very, you're not very well liked in the community because obviously you can get things wrong, and that's why whenever I hear about anything, I tend not to say anything um, because I don't really want to get that kind of label. But yeah, it's a dangerous game being an ITK. So I'd say if you want to go into that, and I've seen a few people try and it really backfire, then, you know, be just be be careful. Really do be careful. Uh, Pratima says, is Kido going to leave? Well, I, I heard a rumor that he was going to sign a new contract, but I also heard some stories that he was, obviously his contract runs out very soon. Um, so I, I'm really not sure. Omar says, Conte or Zidane, who are you taking? Obviously Conte all day long. Zidane is is very much akin to Real Madrid, and we don't know how good he would be outside of that environment. So, Conte, all day long. Social says, who is the one player you backed to do well, but ultimately let you down and failed? Oh, that's a good question, because I have been wrong <laughs> a lot. Um, um, oh, I, I don't know. I really, really don't know. You see, look, she, honestly, she forgets every time that I do this show at five o'clock and I'm, I'm exposing her. I'm exposing her. I'm not going to pick it up. That would have been funnier. But every Tuesday, you guys know, Tuesday and Friday, five o'clock, UK time. But even the person I live with doesn't remember <laughs> every single time. Oh, dearie me. Dearie, dearie me. Um... Willian's a good shot, actually, Zane. Yes, uh, when William was like, when the whole thing about William was started, I was like, yeah, no, that's quite, that makes a lot of sense. He's he's in the top 10 chance creators. He's been in the Premier League. Chelsea want to keep him. It makes a lot of sense that we would go for William. But he has been utterly, utterly dreadful, really bad. Um, so, 
He probably, yes, a big shout that saying, well remembered, definitely so. Space Monkey says, did you cry after the 2006 UEFA Champions League final? I mean, I was 12. Uh, was I? Tw- yes, uh, 11. I was 11 uh, in the in the Champions League final. So, I mean, I I don't think I was that kind of. I, I remember I remember being obviously very upset. I don't think I cried. Um, I don't think I was really. I mean, my football knowledge has basically exploded more in the last five years. I was into football before I started podcasting, but I wasn't religiously into it. And I know at university, I really went like really got into football. So I wasn't as invested when I was really young. And I very much, I mean, my first Arsenal game, I was 17. So that was when my first Arsenal game was. I do live uh, in Kent, which is like a, if you're abroad, it's a county, or if you're in the US, like a state um just to the south of London. So it's about a 45 minute train ride from where I am into London on the high speed link. And so my first game, and it was so expensive, it was really, really expensive, obviously, to go to Arsenal. And my dad is my granddad, who was an Arsenal fan, and, and he passed away with her before I was born. And so when I found out he was an Arsenal fan, I took it forwards. But my dad is a Gillingham fan, because that's our local team. And um, so we used to go to Jill's a lot. But yeah, uh, I can't, I don't know why we've got to this. Why are we on this? Why did I get on to talking about this? <laughs> Uh, oh, about the Champions League final, yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, I, I very, very much was more kind of uh, a casual Arsenal kind of watcher from the sidelines. Didn't have a... We didn't... Uh, my dad never had a Sky Sports or Beats or whatever it was back then. Satanta, I think it was, like a subscription. So I could only ever watch Arsenal games on Match of the Day. Could never really watch them live as a kid. So it was only when I got older and I could afford to pay for like a subscription myself from doing like side jobs that... I ever got into watching Arsenal like every single week because it was really hard to watch games, especially in the UK because there's a 3 p.m. embargo on watching games. So if I, it was only if Arsenal was playing on a Sunday or an evening game or a Saturday early or late kickoff. But Arsenal used to have a lot of 3 p.m. games, so you could never tune into them. I and mean, even if they did, I never had like the Sky, the Sky Sports or anything to be able to watch it. So it was only later on, like my late teenage years, that I really got into watching Arsenal and football in general when I could afford it. Um, ben Fawcett says African Cup of Nations is going to mess us up this year and should we change our transfer strategy to suit it I mean it's one month obviously it depends how far those teams go I expect like Abamyang to be back I don't think Gabon will progress that far I might be wrong but I don't think they will um, so I expect him to be back after a couple of weeks um, Partey I mean, Ghana are not the team they used to be. They used to be a really, really good team. They are okay, but they, they're not the team they used to be. Um, and so I, I don't know how long we'll be without him, but it'll be damaging, of course. Mohamed Elneny is our backup. And if we sign Basuma, that's another one. So it is it is tricky. It is going to be difficult. Uh, Daniel Roberts says, Tom, can you do a Draw My Life video for a 25K subscriber special? I, I mean, Wow. Draw my life. That's I, I really don't think you guys are that interested about me, really. I mean, I'll give you Arsenal news. This <laughs> is weird. Um, it's weird, like, um, obviously, because I'm being good friends of, like, judges and the stories that judges tells us and stuff about being recognised and things. doesn't really happen. Um, it's happened a couple of times, but nothing major. I get really, I get really awkward. So if I ever go to an Arsenal game and someone obviously recognises you from being on doing this or going on other shows, mainly like if I ever, if like being on with Hugh Wizzy, 
people know from there or uh, if I ever went on like same odd Arsenal or somewhere else. And it happened once, like in the Tollington, there was this guy that came up to me and was like, you're, you're Tom who does the goon so. And I got so worked, like so weirded out by it that I bought him a drink because I was just, I just, I felt so grateful. I was like, oh my God, do you watch the channel? <laughs> and I think I bought him a pint because I was just so kind of overwhelmed. And then he stuck around and just like, chatted with all of us because obviously we used to meet up with like Kenny Ken and, and, uh, and Claude, of course, God rest his soul and, uh, and Lee Judges and all these guys just go to the pub and stuff. And so before the game, so yeah, just great. Um, it was, yeah, it's, it's, it's always, I love talking to people about Arsenal um i love going the best to be honest i love going to games but one of the best thing about going to the games is going to the pub and i'm sure if you're a, a global listener and you go to your 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 fan clubs especially in america there's loads i mean let me know in the chat do you go to um any kind of fan clubs do you go to the pubs the bars in your country and watch arsenal is that something you can do because it's amazing. One of the best things about doing and talking about Arsenal is meeting people. If you haven't watched it, and there's nearly 500 of you watching live, which is a lot of people, and you should go and watch The Gooners Pod, which is run by Mike and Andy, amazing, two amazing people I've met. Both of them are coming to my wedding. They're just a, a great pair. And when they, they did a show with me, with Sophie, with Dan Potts, with Lee Judges, and... Uh, oh, there was one more. Who else was it? Who else was the other person that was on? It was me, me, Dan, Lee Judges, Sophie, and Danny, uh, from, uh, Danny the GFP from the uh, Burkett Wonderland. And we talked about how we got into podcasting and stuff. And that's, yeah, that's, that is, it's a really good show. So if you have, if you want to learn more about me, which is weird, um, but yeah, go and, go and listen to that. Go and listen to that show because it is, it's really, really, really good. It's really, really good. And I do encourage you to do it because it is a fantastic one. Uh, Steve Stone says, I agree, Tom. The pub on match day is absolutely brilliant. Uh, Vinny says, the pork hog roast outside the Arsenal station is an amazing experience. Walking down, just the streets outside the Emirates. I oh, was back in the day outside Highbury. And just like how people have converted their front gardens into shops and like food stalls and sweet shops. And oh, it's just a great place to kind of be. I'm, it does get you a little bit emotional because it's so, it's been so long since I've been able to go to a game. I'm trying to think what my last game was. It would have been in that, that's, I went, I think it was in the 2019 20 season. I'm sure I went to a game before christmas before the whole of the outbreak and stuff but it's just yeah going to a match is amazing um and i know that for a lot of fans that can't go to games it's why it's why i really defend quite vehemently fans who are criticized for say buying shirts when they want cronky out because for some fans that aren't in this country the only way they can connect to arsenal is by putting the the cannon on their chest and they can buy a shirt every year or they get it as a present it's, i have so much respect for fans who watch um, Arsenal from abroad because it is just without without the global fan base like Arsenal would not be able to be where it is the finances would be so much different and that's why we can compete at the top in some senses and I know that we have been so frustrated by how little we've spent but we wouldn't even be where we are if it wasn't for having the global fan base that we do so it's just a massive thank you if you do support Arsenal and you are abroad and you have that commitment fair play to you 
Um, Gaia says, we have uh, a brilliant crosses from Tierney and Saka. We need a striker who is good at heading. Don't know why Arteta is obsessed with crosses when there is no one attacking them. Uh, maybe the gank striker, Anuachu, or Giroud. Oh, I don't know about Giroud. That's a little bit of a... Yeah, I don't know about Giroud coming back. I don't know about anyone coming back, really. Like, in general, I don't really like bringing back players. It's, yes, yeah, it's, it's a really kind of... It's a bit of a sticking point for me. And I'm not that keen on seeing it happen, to be honest. Social says, never been able to see Arsenal live. You will one day, mate. Save up. And from wherever you're based, uh, go and watch the team, mate, because it's it's a great experience. Just to say that you've been to one uh, is is great. Uh, Daniel Roberts says, I must say, I love Wembley way for the finals. I've never been able to see Arsenal at Wembley. I've been to Wembley a number of times to watch other teams. I've never been able to see Arsenal at a final, and it's absolutely gutting i've never been there but that, that is really really tough um tanbal b says uh, will arsenal invest this summer i mean the signs are good the, the signs are really good but it's just the actions uh, there's a lot of words there's a lot of rumors even pep's getting it on the acts now as we talked about earlier on in the show but it's it's really tough it's really really tough uh, Kazi, uh, sorry, I'm really sorry if I pronounce your name wrong, mate. By the way, I'll try my best. Tell me if I tell me if I'm anywhere close to it. Kazari, Kazari, um, watching from Uganda. I'm so sorry. Um, and much love to you, Tom. Arsenal for life. Why do Arsenal take so long to engage in transfers? We're, we're penny pinchers, mate. That's <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. We're penny pinchers, and we just want to get the, the the best deal possible. Unless we're selling players, then it's like you know, just have our players, have them. Here you go, he's a Torreira for nothing. Here's Mustafi, here's Socrates. That's just how it works with us. We're just not very good in the market. Uh, Chris Lathan or Lathan says, uh, live in Scotland and I've been to four games in my lifetime. It's really tough and it's really expensive. Uh, it's so expensive and not even like just the ticket. If I want to go to Arsenal on a match day, uh, it's, it costs me easily over 100 quid for the whole day. That's ticket... I mean, you're looking at like 150 quid if, and that's like to the cheaper end because if you if you really wanted a good day out at Arsenal, travel, which for me is about 20 quid there and back, uh, maybe a little bit more than that now I'm over 25, so I have to pay more. Um, so there and back, you're looking like 20, 25 quid. Ticket, you're looking like 50 to 80 quid. That's the regions that we're paying. Sometimes if you're going to an away game, which also if you've ever been to an Arsenal away game, it's, it's a great experience. I've been to Palace twice, and watched Arsenal, lost both times, absolutely dire. Uh, no, three times because I went to the 2-2 as well where Xhaka scored that free kick. But away games are great. But they're uh, price locked at like £29 something. But home games, yeah. Like, so you have the travel, the cost, food, obviously, because you need food on the day out. Pints, so many drinks, uh, which is also all part of it as well. And in London, drinks are expensive. It's just the way it is. And you end up buying a lot and you end up buying rounds. And then you have to get a Roosters, especially if you're with Ola. You have to go and get a Roosters, a chicken or a lamb wrap from there. Best place in London for them. Shout out to Roosters. A part of the ritual of going to Arsenal is going there. Uh, and yeah, you might end up having a meal out somewhere with friends. And obviously, coming back, you might grab something on the way back. It is expensive. It's just, if you want to get into it, it is expensive. And ask, the food in the ground is also so expensive as well. Like It's a joke how expensive it is. But it's just, it's just part of it. It's just part of it. Let me scroll up. There was a super chat that's coming from, I believe, from Sam. It is indeed. 
I recognise his uh, avatar by now. Sam Trester says, you provide the most well-rounded... <laughs> this is so patronising. <laughs> uh, you provide the most well-rounded, perfectly delivered Arsenal content of anyone. Shouldn't surprise you that people want to know more about you, embrace it, and what's to come. Thanks, Sam. That's that's very, very nice of you. Uh, it's, it's so awkward reading stuff out like that, but thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Vignesh says, Arsenal fan base in India is huge. Yeah, I know. It's obviously one of our expert members, Ojo, um is is from india and i hope he's doing well because last time we spoke to him there's a lot of struggles going on with the pandemic out there at the moment so wishing you all guys the best if you are based there um but yeah, it's crazy absolutely crazy how big arsenal is like in my mind like dream scenario i hope that the channel can get to a stage one day where like if i could go out to the us and do like a live podcast from like a pub with like people that have like listened for ages we'd actually we actually did that a, a couple of years ago when i wasn't when the channel wasn't that big uh, it's not big now it's just you know it is what it is but it was a lot smaller i think it was about 10k subs and i went to new york and met up with drew uh, who has obviously the first time i ever met drew the only time i ever met drew and the next time i meet drew will be at my wedding which is just crazy mike who of course i've met quite a few times because he's very blessed to come over a lot and and go to games but yeah, Drew and Mike, we met up with and we watched the Napoli Europa League game where Ramsey got injured. Lacazette scored a mad free kick. I think Ramsey scored as well. Um, and we did a live podcast from a pub in New York. Um, so so there you go. Um, stop spamming my chat. If you spam my chat, then I will time you out. Uh, so you need to wait a couple of minutes if you want to get your questions in. Stop spamming it. It's not fair on other people that really want to get their questions answered. Uh, Elliot Roberts says, greetings from Toronto. Great show. Last Arsenal match attended was the last charity shield in which Thierry on replay. Wow, that is a long time ago, Elliot. Fair play. That's great. I'm really, I mean, I wish I ever got to see Thierry on replay live. Unfortunately, I never, ever did because I say my first game, I was 17. And my first Arsenal game, to show you some context about how late it was, I actually got to an Arsenal game, which sucks. Was my first Arsenal game was Olivier Giroud's first ever goal for Arsenal. That that was how late in the day I managed to get to an Arsenal game. So it's it's not a, like you might see people going to games at the time and think, wow, that is so amazing. These guys get to go to games, but it is a massive privilege to be able to go to a game and to be able to go to games wherever, whenever uh, you like. And I feel like some people do take it for granted a bit. Um, but it should be it shouldn't be undervalued how much of a privilege it is to go to watch it. Um, I see people going, answer my question, pick me. I can, there's so many of you, I can only pick certain people. I'm sorry. I do try to read as many as I can. Uh, Justin Floyd says, even though everyone complains about Arsenal ticket prices, I remember paying over $450 for an NFL game. It's crazy. Um, Matt G says, we keep debating if we should bring Willock back. Do you think he wants to come back to Arsenal? He's got the taste of a consistent first-team football. He won't get that at Arsenal. Maybe not. But it depends on his commitment and if he wants to excel at this level. If he wants to go and play for Newcastle, then that's fine. Sell him, get a good fee for him. But I don't think I question his mentality. I think he's got a really good mentality, actually. I think he's he's got his head screwed on. He knows what it's about. And I, I have a lot of hopes for him. I really do. I hope you do, Matt. Best of luck with getting to the Emirates, of course, mate. Um, Vinny says, season ticket is a grand this year. It costs a fortune to watch the club we i mean we have the most expensive season tickets in the league i don't know what spurs's season tickets cost but i'd be interested to know because they just built a new stadium in a very difficult period if their ticket prices are lower than arsenal's that's frankly embarrassing that we are still charging that amount of money 
it's a nice stadium. It costs a lot of money, but we're pretty much there paying it off. So can we, you know, the I get that we need the revenue. I understand it. I really get that. But, I mean, other clubs are getting by and they don't need to charge the extortionate fees that we have to charge our fans. So surely, surely we can get, bring that down a little bit. So Hill says, Tom, do you agree with Arteta that for a team so young, it would have been better for fans to be present? Uh, I do agree. I think that's when people use the uh, the line of it's the same for everyone. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I know that it, I know it's true in the sense that, of course, things would have been different if fans had been there all season. But I do believe that having fans in the ground and not having fans in the ground will work better for some and worse for others, just mentality-wise. I genuinely think that it is. It really does. Uh, Space Monkey says, are you planning on a collab with Charles Watts? Uh, I, I've tried, mate. I, I have tweeted Charles before, um, and he's yeah, he's, he's not replied. So if he's not up for it, he's not up for it. I can't, I can't force him. I respect a lot of his work, and he's he's been an inspiration to some of my writing. But if he's not up for coming on, uh, there's nothing I can do unfortunately. Uh, but I have tweeted him. I have asked and I haven't got a response. So it is what it is. Um, but again, respect to Charles. He does some amazing work um, and uh, and uh, and with his own channel as well, of course, which is great. I think it's great that some, uh, that some uh, established journalists want to do their own YouTube channels. Um, amazing. Uh, I think that's certainly a way to connect modern day journalism to fans. Uh, it's a great way to do it. So I, I, I wish, I wish, uh, you can bombard him with all the tweets you like, but I don't think he's going to come on. I really don't. Uh, Doom and Guna says, what's your dream guest? Other than Zobosli, of course. Um, <laughs> um, obviously, Arsene Wenger. Um, I'd love to ask him a load of questions, obviously. I'd actually love to have Unai Emery on. Um, and... and in the best, obviously, a bit of broken English, but he is, his communication improved a lot, actually. I was very impressed by some of his interviews after the game. Um, but, yeah, obviously, Mikel Arteta, just to, just to ask a lot of questions about why he did certain things, why he didn't do other things, transfer stuff. Uh, obviously, you can't ask him about things they will do because he wouldn't answer, but I would be interested to learn that sort of thing. Um, Marcus Rashford. I'd love to. I know this is an Arsenal fan, Arsenal uh, channel, but I'd love to speak to Marcus Rashford because I think he's such a, a role model for people at the moment. Um, and by the way, I could not believe you may have seen this from my tweets. I could not believe the amount of abuse, racist abuse, just uh, discriminatory abuse. It's all of the abuse that was leveled at the Man United players, and Rashford received just some abhorrent messages, and then which is just as bad, in my opinion, people saying that, like, trying to justify it, trying to justify the messages that he was getting. Like, it's, I, just, I, can't, I can't for the life of me just fathom why people think it's okay to do that. It, education just it's desperately, desperately just people really need to be educated. No one's perfect. I'm not in the line of thought that, that someone who has said things in the past should be punished for the rest of their lives for it. I think they should be educated. I think they should be given the chance to turn their life around and learn. Otherwise, what's the point? What's the, what's the point in, unless you're going to try and educate people? It's just, it's so, it's so sad, the world that we live in right now with that stuff. It really, really is. Um, it sucks. Absolutely sucks. Um, but, you know, I, I think that what, the thing we've done here is that at TGT, we have... 
we've built a, a great community like you guys in the chat are just awesome and like we've just built an amazing audience and 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 community uh, i mean beyond just the members i mean obviously our members in our discord server are amazing but just even the people that, that don't have to sign and I, I never pressure anyone into signing up for a membership um in fact like i've stopped doing uh exclusive videos um and i've tried to make it more so about the community and the benefits of like the emojis and the discord server and the prizes in the football prizes stuff because i do it's, it's something that just goes against kind of when i produce content or i used to do like the expert member interviews it was like separate. I don't know what it was. And there's nothing wrong with people want to go out and do it. It's just something always kind of bit back at me thinking like I'm producing this content. It's a great interview. And yes, the members are paying extra for that. There's always part of me that goes, I just wish I could open this up to, to obviously everyone to see it. And so I have kind of moved away from that. And you probably seen from the rewards on the membership levels that we've, that there have been tweaks. There may still be some stuff, but it's just, it's just part of me that felt a little bit weird about it. I don't know what it was. It just, you know, I think the Discord server is great. Uh, that as a kind of a, a, a subscription to be in there is, I think, is worth it all. Just the, the community of people that we built in that group. And I mean, the, when someone joins the Discord server and how many people, I mean, I love the fact that Zamir is straight on it, asking the new members, are you bellowing in or out straight away? It's just such a good community that's there. It's absolutely awesome. Um, <laughs> Owen says, don't listen to me. I'll be at gunpoint. That's just not true, Owen. That's just not true. Steve Stone said, the Discord is nuts. I can't keep up. And that's just reading. They're just awesome. They're 24-7, these guys. They're just brilliant. Um, and yeah, we just... They give me they give me feedback. I had Zamir messaging me saying that he can't read the quotes on the uh, on some of the transfer shows because of the red stripes. I'm going to try and sort that out. Um, so yeah, uh, thanks, Azraf. I really appreciate the messages, mate. Um, <laughs> Sassilo says I hate you all equally, which I hope is nothing. I hope that's absolutely nothing, mate. <laughs> Sahil says Tom Farah from India. The fact that I watched Foden and Sancho play in India during the Under 17 World Cup. Uh, it's uh, a delightful to see the way that their careers are going. That's amazing. Um, Matt G says, I think that's a good shout, Tom. I don't support for extra content. I support to help you grow. Thanks, mate. I really appreciate it. Space Potato, who arguably has taken today's um, prize for best name, says, how would you feel about signing James Ward-Prowse? Uh, we've lacked a dead ball specialist for years. Corners are awful. Plus, his free kicks are pretty fire. Um, they are fire, um, his free kicks. Those set pieces are great. I, I just don't think he's that much of an upgrade on Xhaka, but we're losing Xhaka, so maybe he'd be a decent someone to come in and replace him. He's he's like amazing stamina. He's played every single Premier League game fully over the last two seasons, which is unbelievably good. Um, so, yeah, 100%. Also, I, I keep forgetting to do this. Um, I keep forgetting to do uh, every single time I do the Friday show. I said I was going to try and merge my love of drum and bass music into these shows. And I keep forgetting to put a song of the week into the shows. Obviously, I can't for copyright reasons. So we put a link to them in the description. Today, Subfocus released a remix of Airplane by uh, and Culture Shock, uh, Culture Shock remixed it. It's great. Go check it out. It's our song of the week. Uh, so it's the links in the description. Go and listen to it. Uh, but yeah, we're going to try and do one of those every Friday. <laughs> but I keep forgetting to do it. So please do 
get on me if I if I keep forgetting. So I really want to try and merge those two. Um, Gary Hardy uh, says, uh, wasn't Willian a specialist? <laughs> That's very, very true. Uh, Arjun says, Tom, why don't you conduct Twitter Spaces sessions? I've seen these. I don't know what they are. Um, maybe someone can DM me and, and talk me talk to me about them. I have seen them. I I clicked on one by accident. I think it might have been Igals. I know you know, obviously a lot of you know who Igal is. He does the, the football terrace and stuff. Um, and there's a lot of people shouting at each other. <laughs> I don't really like that. Um, so I'll have to, you know, I'll have to. Space Monkey says you have to post every Foles song. I mean, I love Foles. I'm seeing them live next year, but uh, I just yeah. Drum bass, uh, it's just the one, just the one. Uh, Matt Thornton says, "Do you think we'll see uh, we'll sign Matt Ryan on a permanent deal as Brighton are in talks with Ajax about a keeper?" Uh, I hope so. I think he's a really solid backup, Matt. I think he's the perfect one um, to to have in as kind of our number two. Just really competent, consistent, uh, good communicative leader, really good kind of uh, personality in the dressing room. Clearly, he's very liked. So hopefully, we can get that done. Fingers crossed. Um, Dan says Tom's green screen background hypnotized me to upgrade my membership to an ambassador. No, he didn't, Dan. What convinced you to sign up as an ambassador was our amazing tribute to our ambassadors the other day. Don't, I saw the upgrade. <laughs> Don't think I didn't see it, son. Uh, 36, uh, sorry, 36, 360 to David as a stutter. Says, Started watching your channel for about three weeks now. Very enjoy your content. Keep up the good work, my man. Thank you so much. Uh, I mean, go listen, go watch back at how the channel's grown. We did a video. Um, I, I showed John one of our the first the first show I hosted. I think was with John when I used to do the TGT extra for Craig on the channel. Because if you don't know, Craig, who does the same old Arsenal, used to run this channel. He left it in 2016, and then I took it over and have done it for the last five years. So um, obviously, I did like an extra show with John. So that that was. Yeah, the first kind of move into it. Uh, I think you'd be very lucky to see this hit 30k subs, mate. I, re I really do. <laughs> it's, it's steadily going up, and I appreciate all the support. But yeah, I think we'd be lucky to hit that. To be honest, it's, I find it very hard to... It's very hard to not look at like analytics and not look at how things are going and not to not hard to not kind of, I suppose, kind of fall into a, a category... And to want to just shout at the camera and try and be a little bit popular in, or controversial, that's never really been me. And I don't really want to do that. I just want to kind of stick to my lane, know what I'm good at, do my analytical stuff, talk about Arsenal, do some good pods, get some good guests on. And if it's a steady growth and if it's slow, it's slow and it's steady. But it's what I look at as the right way to do it. And I, I hope that you enjoy that. So there you go. Um, Matt G says, Tom, who is your favorite Matt? Uh, Matt G, Matt Thornton, or Matthew Hudson? Uh, <laughs> um, I, I don't favor anyone, um, but whichever one of you is a member, <laughs> Matt Thornton and Matt G are definitely members. I don't think that is Matthew Hudson a member. I can't check. Um, I'm not sure if Matthew Hudson is. I'm really sorry if he is. There's so many of you now, I don't lose track. Um, the two members are my favorite. <laughs> I'm only joking. All of you are great. Uh, thank you so much for your support, as always. Uh, uh, Kazira says, uh, do you have other platforms like Instagram? I would be a huge support. Yeah, I mean, we're on Twitter. Uh, it, the Instagram is not very big. Uh, I, I'm very, uh, what's the word? Lazy. 
<laughs> with the Instagram. Uh, I don't know what it is. I have started posting the videos to it. So I've been doing like these two minute short videos in my lunch breaks. You may have seen it on Twitter, but you can find us at the Gunatal TV. But on, on Instagram, we've got like, was it 300 followers or something like that? So um, I'm going to post all of those videos to Instagram as well. If you want to try and help us and support us over there, then drop us a follow. You can find us as always. Um, Nostalgia Bunker says, me too. I loved teaching. I hated taking over my life and becoming unfit. Yeah, it is. I mean, I've lost a stone in the in ever since I quit teaching. I've lost a stone. Most of that's not been for a diet. Like I've not gone anything specific. But if you watch like the videos of me a year ago, this is a lot wider. I've still got a bit to go, but uh, this this thing is a lot wider <laughs> than it was. Um, but yeah, lots of stones since then. So it's the, I mean, when I stepped on the scale scales two weeks ago, it's the first time it's dipped below the number fifteen, and that that was great for me. I mean, it's it's just yeah, something that I've just wanted to get more fit. I am getting married next year, so I do kind of have to get in as a better shape as possible. Um, but yeah, uh, it's leaving teaching and doing this mental health has gone straight up better diet, better exercise, doing my 5k runs just as best as you can. Uh, and yeah, the, I mean, it mainly was because people started calling me a fat Emmerich Laporte, <laughs> which I completely took in my, I took it in my stride. I wear it like a badge of honor. I mean, as it goes, if you're if you're going to get called anything like that, at least it's like a version of someone who is a hyper athlete. Um, but yeah, just take it on the chin or both, well, both of them. I took it on both of them and uh, I moved forwards. <laughs> and yeah, no, it's great. Uh, it's, it's just mental health is just so important. I wish I could do more shows just talking about like, like mental health and and stuff like that. I, I feel like me and John, when we do the Let's Talk Arsenal, when he's he took a break from Arsenal for a bit because he was just so fed up of Arsenal, I don't blame him. So that's why we haven't done the Let's Talk Arsenal pods. Uh, they will be back, I promise. Me and John will sit down to have a chat about that sort of stuff. Um, so there you go. We'll try and do that. Uh, but I says, there is a, a photo of old Tom on Twitter. Is there... <laughs> Is there a photo of old me? Probably. There's loads. I mean, I've done this for, what, five years. So there's going to be old photos of me out there. Um, <laughs> it's just this. I mean, the thing is, the problem is, is because Mike has me on Facebook. And I, by the way, a lot of people do try and add me on Facebook and Instagram. I don't accept um, requests on those because it's. I look at them as very much my personal accounts. And so I keep those accounts like 99% of that is for people that I converse with on a per, in my personal life. So if you have requested to follow me on Instagram or Facebook, I probably have rejected it. And it's not an insult. It's not because I don't want to, I'm not interested in who you are. It's just because that that is very personal. And so I keep that to myself. You can follow us on my, my personal Twitter account. That's fine because it's a more journalism, full-time work type of thing. Um, but yeah, if I have rejected or turned away your Instagram request, I'm sorry. Uh, I just don't accept it on that side of things is it's just for my family and close circle in my real life, if you know what I mean. So yeah, apologies for that. Uh, Eric says, teaching journalism, this channel, Arsenal or just this season, which causes the most stress? Honestly, teaching. Like teaching caused me, if I turn around and say Arsenal is stressful, like, 100% is one of the most stressful things ever, 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 ever. But Teaching is just a joke. Teachers are not treated right by the government, by uh, the schools. The people, not every school, I will stress that. Um, but the one I was at, yeah, I was treated like shit, mate. Um, I'm sorry I swore, but that's how I feel about it because it was, yeah, horrible. 
really, really horrible. Um, and they don't, yeah, mental health goes through the floor. So Arsenal is just far and away. Uh, it's, a, it's a breath of fresh air. <laughs> Absolute fresh of breath, breath of fresh air. Yes, Omar, you probably did get rejected. Sorry. <laughs> I just don't, I don't accept people on my personal account. It's just my, it's, you know, it's just, it's a personal thing. Um, <laughs> social says real life like we're not re- you know what i mean don't drag me down a gutter <laughs> yes i do wes i do do what i love now and that's that's what that's what's important uh michael says is it michael no uh spy says you should link up with deluded guna i have done uh dgs come on here i've gone on his channel we have done some collabs uh, i love talking to dg he's a great guy great channel great work ethic he pumps out so much content crazy um but yeah always always <laughs> oh dear ed says don't forget to call back the missus your weekend could oh yes thank you ed for reminding me if you didn't see i don't know if you saw this ed but you won the uh you won the prize uh, you won the free ticket into the prize this week so congrats mate uh really pleased about that uh yeah i probably should finish this this has been a great show i mean to be honest when we do these q a shows on a Friday, it does go away from Arsenal on a few tangents, and we do talk about more personal stuff and more like mental health stuff and stuff like that, um, which I know is not usually the content that I give you. But amazing that so many of you still just stuck around to just chat and to listen. It's great. Um, I am going to be doing some more members pods throughout the summer. Um, it's funny you should say, Ed, about me texting the missus because I have actually just got to find out the nights where she is going to be busy because I tell you what, she was buzzing that season ended because it meant that I weren't doing any more pods in the evenings for a bit, but I'm going to find out the nights that she's away so that I can have the evening to myself and I can get on here and, and do some podcasts with the members. So members in the discord server, I will be letting you know when you'll be able to come on uh, very, very soon. Um, so that's another perk. If, if you want to join up as our, one of our expert members and join the discord is you get to come on the show and have a chat. So that's going to be great. Um, but if you have enjoyed the show, guys, please do drop a like on the video. I really would appreciate it. Always, the support is insane. Spread the word. Tell your friends. I'll be back tomorrow morning. Commitment, as always, 8 a.m., doing the transfer show for you. And I'm not sure if there's anything in the... Oh, yes, tra- a tactical breakdown on Ruben Neves tomorrow as well. So that should be interesting to see how he stacks up against some of the Arsenal players as well so there you go um thank you ever 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 so much for tuning in people it's been a pleasure to speak to you as always good luck those of you that have bought a ticket for the signed emil smith row home shirts competition if you have best of luck it's at 8 uh, 8 30 p.m uk time on football prizes facebook page best of luck to ed who won our ticket on that one as well one day one of the tgt members will win it again jared's the last one and dan robert as well both won prizes for us fingers crossed you guys can get another win this week. Uh, and also, if you don't like looking at my ugly face, you can listen to these on audio-only platforms. I upload them pretty much straight away. They're up there within like an hour, usually of when they go live. The only the ones that aren't on there are the tactical breakdowns because they're more visual. They stay on here. But Let's Talk Arsenal, Raw Reaction Shows, and the podcast all go up onto iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. So if you want to just hear me rather than having to look at me, then that is uh, your cup of tea. So go and check that one out. Everyone in the chat box, you've been absolute legends. Thank you ever so much for tuning in. I will see you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. UK time. And if you can't tune in because you're sleeping, uh, then you can catch up and I'll check you out for the uh, the tactical breakdown a little bit later on UK afternoon, probably about three o'clock that show UK time. So make sure you set your reminders. See you again very, very soon, guys. Pleasure as always. And as always, up the Arsenal.
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.